0: Hi, how are you? You're listening to Feed, Play, Love, a podcast that's all about supporting parents as they bring up children. We've got experts and advice to help you through the more challenging bits of parenting. I'm Siobhan Hunt. When it comes to where you give birth, there are a number of options. Most people choose to either go to a private or a public hospital, but there are some women who'd rather give birth at home. Now, these women are often viewed as being on the fringe. Why wouldn't you want to give birth in a hospital should anything go wrong? But are women who want to birth at home really on the fringe? Hannah Darlin is a professor at the School of Nursing and Midwifery at Western Sydney University. Hi, Hannah. How are you? Hi. How how many women choose to birth at home in Australia?
1: Well, in Australia, it's quite a small number. It's point about point three percent So it is a tiny number, and that is really because... We don't have enough midwives who are able to provide that. We have a lot of issues with insurance, et cetera, et cetera, and we have quite a negative attitude in this country. But pop across to the Netherlands and, you know, around 15 to 20% of women are birthing at home. New Zealand, it's 5%. UK has got places with, with 10%. So we're quite unusual in the world. Why do women choose, in Australia,
0: where it's not common, why did women choose to birth at home?
1: So we've done a lot of research into this. This is an area that I'm really fascinated. In fact, the very first research study I ever did was looking at the birth experiences of women who birthed at home in hospital to find out, you know, why. And I actually think I was researching a choice for myself because I hadn't had children then. And it did end up making me go down the line of of choosing a, a home birth. Women choose home birth for a couple of reasons. One is... And probably now sadly becoming the most common reason they've had a traumatic first birth. They felt not listened to, not respected. They had intervention they didn't want or need. And so they're choosing another option to not repeat the trauma. The other reason is that they have got very strong physiological paradigms, I call them. So they they really believe they can do it. They believe in nature. They want their family around. They have a strong allegiance to a midwifery philosophy of care and in doing it naturally. So those are the kind of the two main reasons that we see why women would choose a home birth in Australia.
0: If you want a home birth, how do you go about it safely? Because I think Mm -hmm. there's this perception that women are birthing at home and there's lots of dangers and it'll be dangerous for them, it'll be dangerous for the baby. Y- you only hear the stories where it goes wrong, right?
1: Yeah, and, and one of the biggest problems we've got with the way the media reports adverse events is you never hear when things go wrong in hospital because they're all dealt with with maternal mortality committees, etc. They're all dealt with internally. But at the moment something goes wrong at home, you hear about it. The other big mistake people make is they com- they confuse free birth which is where women do the birth themselves with nobody who's trained in, in attendance, and that is probably now higher than even planned home birth with a midwife. So wow. that's a real worry, and we're writing a book this year, actually, with all of our research on why that, that is going on in Australia. So that's a problem because the media report is a home birth when, in fact, there was no midwife in attendance and there was you know, no medical involvement at all. But planned home birth with a registered midwife for a low-risk woman who's very healthy, where there's good plans in place, easy transfer to hospitals. We know that's as safe for the baby um, as hospital, but we know it's far safer for the mother because of the significantly reduced interventions that are experienced at home.
0: And what about, I've heard some women in regional areas might choose to home birth because there's no Maternity centre near where they live, um, but that seems problematic as well. Because if you're having trouble getting midwives to even metropolitan areas, how do you get them to a home in a regional area? I mean, do you do you find that there are more women in the country that
1: want a home birth because of that reason? No, we find there are more women in the country that don't get to make it to the hospital on time right. because they are tra- travelling two hours on kangaroo ridden roads at night and they birth by the roadside okay. so that's a real comment on closing down rural maternity units we also found find that there are some women who choose to free birth and then there's the Aboriginal population who we have unfortunately have not treated well have not provided culturally sensitive care and that population is increasingly avoiding our care so so there are different issues in rural and remote Australia that need their own sort of um, set of circumstances. Uh, so there are very few midwives out in those areas that do home births. So actually a midwife-supported home birth is very, very unusual in many of those places.
0: And Even saying that across the board, is it harder for midwives to do a home birth? I've heard stories about yeah. problems with insurance. I know OBs would never go to a home most likely because their insurance won't cover them.
1: Well, uh,
0: obstetricians
1: won't go to a home birth because they they're, they're scared. <laughs> let's <laughs> let's be really honest about that. So no, there are no obstetricians, maybe one or two that occasionally do a home birth, but it's very, very much a, a midwifery domain. But you're absolutely right. So what we got a situation of in Australia is there is no insurance for midwives who do home births. And that's not because it's such a dangerous thing. It's because nobody's gathered the data to be able to produce a product to insure. So as a result, the government has given a series of exemptions to the requirement of health professionals to have insurance and midwives birthing, catching babies at home are one of those, that group. However, that that exemption expires on at the end of December this year. And so there is a massive push on, you'll start to see media around it too, where if we don't find a product that can ensure midwives to provide home birth care, it could be essentially illegal in this country for a midwife to attend your birth. Not illegal for you to have a birth without a midwife. This is the bizarre thing. So what we'll see is free birth um, rise, but we might see midwife attended, which we know is the safest way to do that. Decline, So we have to find an insurance solution. Um, and there's a lot going on now looking at insurance. It's also midwives who are private have got um, access to Medicare rebates for women. Um, and the government's decided we're not going to give anything for home in order to try and discourage it. However, it's not discouraged anything. And, um, you know, should women not have the right to choose, whether that be an elective cesarean section or whether that be a home birth, I'm all for choice and I'm all for informed choice and I'm all for making that choice as safe as possible.
0: Mm. Um, Speaking about safety, you just mentioned then um, about a birth being safe because there can be transfers to hospital. Um, So if something goes wrong in a home birth... Does the, I guess the midwife has the same access we do to ambulance. Is mm-hmm. is that what happens? They call exactly. an ambulance and off exactly.
1: They go. Mm-hmm. So we call we call an ambulance and usually two will come. If they know it's a home birth they'll come because then sometimes there's one for the mum and one for the baby. So they're there and they are very fast responders. The majority of transfers, how may I just point this out, the majority of transfers are not red light ambulances. They are things are not progressing. We get in the car and we toddle off to hospital and we get a bit of help from hospital and everything Turns out great and then we go home. So the actual and the midwife
0: stays with the, the woman. Midwife the midwife stays way. with
1: the woman the whole way, right through. Now, in a couple of places around Australia the midwives have visiting rights into the hospital and can go in and act as a midwife where they don't have visiting rights, like permission to work in that hospital as a as a midwife, then they accompany the woman and act as a support person. But the midwives do not abandon the women um, when they're transferred from home to hospital.
0: Is there any special preparation you need to make in the home if
1: you've decided to birth there? So the most common things we do, we, we have a list <laughs> which we give women of all the things they need, you know, like bucket and nappies and, and then we supply them with a pool and then a pool and a liner, and we should supply that around 36 weeks. We, we we leave some drugs in the fridge that are for stopping bleeding if we need those, um, and then we usually bring all of our equipment with us. So really it's about, you know, drinks and food and, and um, you know, if you want massage oils or wheat packs, it's all that sort of thing that is needed. We bring all the equipment with us that is needed for the birth. We bring oxygen for resuscitation. We bring, you know, all of the instruments you might need for, for, for a birth. We bring all the registration papers so it's all kind of in our in our many bags that we lug along
0: right so what is the first port of call for a woman who's listening thinking hmm this sounds interesting i'd like to do more research where should they go
1: Look, I'd really encourage them to look at the evidence. Um, we've just published a what we call a systematic review of all of the research on low-risk women intending to have a baby at home compared to hospital and birth centre. And we've published that on loads and loads of studies that have been done all around the world and showed that having a baby at home, if you're low-risk, is as safe for the baby and safer for the mother. Um, so we now have really good evidence. We're about to publish another study. We'll come out looking at Australia, Australia-wide. So I think the evidence is clearly there. The government recommendations are there. There are publicly funded home birth programs so that's something that's really important. There are about 14 around the country attached to a hospital. Now in that case if you have that access and you live near a hospital that happens to have that, it's great because you have no cost to yourself. But if you have a private midwife providing that care because it's not well funded etc then you will have an outlay of a cost um, in order to pay for that private care. Um, look, get online. Look at science. We've got sites like Homebirth Australia. Um, there's 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 lots of information out there, um, and there is lots of of chatter. But I'd also recommend you go to the scientific evidence and just have a little look. Just Google safety of homebirth, and, and if they you'll want find to,
0: that. and if they want to follow through, first up, ask your local hospital if they have that yes. public program. Second stop would be to find a private midwife yeah. who does it. So uh. you,
1: you, there there are websites. So, for example, Home Birth Australia will have a list of all the midwives around that do it. Home Birth Access Sydney is another place that has a list of all the midwives who um, provide care around. Most of those private midwives. And, and we're talking about about 240 around Australia that do this. So they're very limited. Most of them are in, in the public sec in the, in their cities. Can I just urge any woman who's thinking of it? getting there the moment the blue line appears on the stick (laughs) because it is so heartbreaking I turn away we turn away women weekly who have rung up and they're they're eight nine weeks and we're fully booked Wow! so we've really I mean I now have women who ring up and go look I'm planning to get pregnant next month can I book a spot wow (laughs) it's getting that kind of a situation we need more midwives to do it it. yeah
0: because you never know that you're gonna fall pregnant next month and it might not work (laughs) yeah exactly wow (laughs) Hannah thank you so much for coming in my pleasure That's Professor Hannah Darland from the School of Nursing and Midwifery at Western Sydney University. If you'd like to follow up on some of these things that Hannah has mentioned in this interview, just head to our podcast, look in the episode notes. We'll pop some links in there. Feed, Play, Love is a babyology podcast produced by Elise Cooper and presented by me, Siobhan Hunt. You can get in touch. We'd love to hear from you. Email us at feedplaylove at theparentbrand.com.au. See you next time.